Welcome to another edition of Pillars of Heaven. I'm in the studio today with JB. Good morning, JB. Good morning, Dr. Mike. How are you today? Um, excellent, and I'm so glad to be here. Good. Awesome, man. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Let's uh, jump right in, shall we? Yeah, why not? All right. Today's topic, we're going to talk about Psalm 46. Yes. All right. So Such a great psalm. I mean, there's so many great psalms, but yeah. this is a great one. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. So let me start by reading from the book of Psalm. Uh, and before we get started, I just want to say that uh, this, this show is inspired by some thoughts that I had this morning when waking up and I was still in bed. But here goes. Here's Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their, sur with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our, is our fort fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. It's, you know, especially that I, I think most people know verse ten where it says, "Be still yeah. and know that I am God." Yeah, but I wanted to right. I wanted to read the whole thing in context. In context, yeah. Because yes, I did um, in the group in my father's house. Yeah, I I did emphasize verse ten. He says, "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth." Um, key words is being still. So what do you think that means to people? You think people are <laughs> well? That is a really hard concept, especially in modern day America. Yeah, I don't. A lot of us, I don't think we know how to be still. I think a lot of us worry that being still is tied with being lazy. Uh, it can be, or unproductive. Yeah, or um, we just feel like we always have to be doing something, um, in order to be accomplishing something. All right, so what, what do you suggest? Even when we're not doing something, we're doing something, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You think that makes your faith grow? It can, but even from a secular point of view for a second, you know, like uh, when, we're, when we have downtime, you know, maybe we're going out to a concert or maybe we're going to some kind of a, uh, an event, maybe a carnival, a festival, or if we're at home, maybe we're, we're tuning into Netflix or, you know, what Amazon Prime, whatever. But when do we actually just be still and rest? You think it's be still and rest or is it be still and, and, and like meditate or, uh, yeah, let's say you're praying for something you're over and over, you're praying and praying. I mean, are you supposed to act out in faith or are you supposed to sit back and wait? It depends. Yeah. I think that it, you know, in the verse, the way I read it, be still and know that I am God is, is like an act of worship. Um, 
you know, you're, you're acknowledging that God is the one in control, that God is sovereign and that he is in control of everything. So really you are, you're worshiping by that act of being still. And that in turn will grow your faith anyway. Sure. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is, is too, is, is how to use this, this mentality to, to, um, assist in your prayer life and, and praying for certain things. Like, for example, I, I asked, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus to embolden me, to give me courage, to, to use me to help others because I wasn't always the greatest at talking with other people and sharing my faith, mm-hmm. but that's okay because, you know, we read about in the scripture how other people were in the same situation. Like uh, Moses, for example, he told the Lord outright, I'm not good at speaking to other people. And look, he became the leader of all the Israelites and everybody yeah. came to him for advice and wisdom. So God can use all kinds of people, uh, even if you think that you're not qualified or good enough. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, uh, you know, so let's say you 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 do, let's say you're looking for a new job, right? Because this, this touches with a, a couple people I'm, I'm, I deal with. So they're looking for a new job and they're trusting God to bring them through this difficult time, you know, they might, somebody might be unemployed or they might not be, you know, at their best location for a job. You know, they don't like where they're at. They're looking for something better. So they're praying, it's on their heart and they keep praying and praying and praying. So would your advice be keep praying and go out and apply to a thousand other jobs or keep praying and sit back and let God bring something across your path? What would you say? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with actively seeking new work. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to, but um, I think you should always be praying and asking for God's wisdom. Yeah. That maybe there's certain jobs you shouldn't apply for, um, and also um, I think that we also have to keep in mind that we 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 need to keep God's will in mind. You know, our ministry, and I heard them talking about this on, on the radio station that we like to listen to, Word FM. They were saying that God has strategically put you where you are at in life for your ministry. So your ministry is where you work. Yeah. You're working around all these people that, that need to hear the word of God. And um, ask the Lord, how can I reach out to these people? reach out to these people through me. And I know some people might be afraid about um, talking about Jesus because maybe they're afraid of their jobs. But I ask you that you you keep your faith and you pray about this because one, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people out there that need to hear about the Lord. And two, if it's done properly, and I know we talked about this in previous shows, if it's done properly, you will not offend people. Yeah, I, I I'm not suggesting that you stand out in the corner and, and yell at people saying, you know, the time is near, you know, like like you see in some of those movies where someone that looks kind of deranged is yelling the time. <laughs> the time is near. Look like a crack. Pup. Come to Jesus. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that you, you sh- that that is not an approach you should take. <laughs> but. And again, do this through prayer. Ask Jesus, please use me. Show, put people in my path 
that need to hear your word and use me to do it. And you'd be surprised when you start having conversations with people at work, anywhere, out in life. You will see, you will get the opportunities. God will put those opportunities and present them to you. And then you'll get this nudge inside of you saying, you need to say something. Yeah. Like the other day um, when a coworker, I, I seen this guy in passing all the time. And I was on my way to the restroom and uh, I say good morning with a smile on my face like I always do when I see him. And he looks at me and he like he has like a smirk on his face and he says, what is, what is with you? You say, you're always so happy. And I was like, ah, I got to say something. Yeah. I can't not say something because I feel like if I don't say anything, then it's an act of disobedience. So I, I said to him, uh, it's, it's because of Jesus. And he, and he kind of, he chuckled at first because he, I think he thought I was, uh, I, I, don't, I guess he just wasn't expecting that response. But then I started telling him like, well, you know, I said it isn't from this place. I said I, this job beats up my body. Yeah. I said my my arthritis uh, pains and aches me. And I said, you know, with financial situations, with money being tight, I said, but Jesus, you know, gives me peace. And uh, and I'm so grateful to God uh, because I'm I'm big on tithing. I've been reading about it in the Old Testament and how uh, we it's an act of obedience to the Lord to give a 10th of your income to God. And it says in the Bible that those who did that were, were very blessed and they had an abundance and they had it, they had enough. And I, and I got to say that, um, and I, and I was very troubled by this. Wow. I, 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 I'm totally getting sidetracked here. That's okay. It's a good topic. uh, A lot of people talk about that with me. I definitely want to keep this. uh, I want to keep this sidetracked for a moment because this is very important because I was very troubled this past week thinking to myself, all right, the mortgage is due. Uh, money's going to be really tight, and but I I don't know what to do. I almost wanted to, to like email my pastor and ask him a question, like what do I do? Because I feel I I not it's not a feeling. I know that it's an act of worship and an act of obedience to tithe to the Lord. So. I was I was troubled by I was perplexed by this. I was praying about it. And then the my paycheck comes in and it was a little bigger than it normally was. And after I crunched all the numbers and figured out how much money I was going to have left over for the mortgage and, and money left over after the mortgage was paid, I saw that I was going to have enough money to tithe and have enough money just to get gas to get me to my next paycheck. And I was like, praise God, mm. he made it possible. Mm. because, And I truly believe that it was it was because of my act of faith of wanting to tithe to the Lord, and the in the in the uh, the Bible says in multiple places. I know oh, no, I know the uh, Apostle Paul talks about it. He says that God loves people who are generous and give, and He will always give more to those to make it possible to give. Yeah, it's a, that that topic is you know talked about so many times, and you know I've I've gone to. You know, not to stay sidetracked for a while because it's a, it's an yeah. important topic. Um, you know, I, I've I've listened to people talk about it. I, I've gone to um, workshops, I'll say, you know, and stuff with that. And it's you know, there's so much that that is based on that principle 
uh, on you know giving you know the first fruits of your labor and um, things that you know I've heard the conversations and the arguments about giving you know um, giving what is God back what is God's back to God yeah a- and I've heard arguments on both sides yeah um, it's it's a controversial topic I'll say it is and that's why I like to talk about it because I know it's hard for pastors to talk about it yeah because they feel like uh oh no the in their mind, they might be thinking, oh no, like the, here's another one. The pastor's asking for money, you know? So I like to talk about it because I have nothing to gain by this. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're, you're not giving your money to me uh, and I'm not taking your money, but I'm telling you that the, according to the Bible, and this is why it's so important to read the Bible. It is an act of obedience to the Lord to give a 10th of your harvest, the first fruits. Right. And, uh, it does say also that the Lord blessed everyone who did so. Um, so it's really big. And um, the reason why I was so perplexed by this, I was so troubled by this because it might be easy for some people to say, oh, well, if you don't have enough money, just don't do it. But I thought to myself, oh, man, this is a test of my faith right now. Yeah. This is a test of my faith because I, I realized that I had such few funds and I'm like, what do I do? And then I was so troubled by this and I was, oh, I think the Lord knew that I was going to, I was going to do this no matter what. Um, but it turned out instead of having like, say, uh, $30 left, I was going to have like 60 some dollars left. And like, that's the Lord saying, you know, thank, you know, it was my reward of, of having the faith that he had even more left over than I was expecting. I know people that do the ten percent. They'll pay, they'll tithe ten percent, and then they'll pay themselves ten percent, and they'll sock it away, and that's one way to live, um, you know. And they'll they'll do it and not think about it, and not look at it, and not ever go to it, and just use it as one of your bills, like to yourself. Yeah. And uh, that's another principle with pros and cons. Um, but it's easy to say to do all that. When you have a lot of money coming in, yeah, you know, when you don't have money coming in or you need a certain amount of money to get through and it's less than you expect. And now tithing is going to take away even more yeah. than, than, you know, that's when it's troubling and that's when it's, well, the, the issue is. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to put this out there that, that according to American society, I'm, I'm in poverty. Yeah. I mean, I live paycheck to paycheck. And I had to make sacrifices. I had to get rid of some things. I used to use uh, Adobe Creative Cloud. I got rid of that Um, in the process of getting rid of Netflix. Um, I'm cutting out a lot of things, uh, unnecessary expenses where I can. And uh, it's it's a challenge, but um, when I I get my paycheck, Again, like I can't deny the fact that it's an act of obedience to give my first fruits to the Lord. First of all, I mean, it's because of the Lord that I even have this job, that I have the ability to make a living. And the Bible says that. Yeah, and it brings up, you know, once you start, it's just like anything else. And once you start doing it over and over, it becomes a no-brainer. And it becomes, you know, uh, okay, I just got paid right away. This is going to God. You know, when I used to get paid, you know, on, on... every two weeks or whatever, as soon as that money hit the account, I would go on my church website and then yeah, that's how I right did away. It. And then it was, okay, 
it's done and over with. I don't, you know, I'm not thinking about it. And it didn't become, uh, I don't want to say a burden, but it didn't become something that you thought about. Right. It was just like, this is something that yeah. happens. It's a normal routine and go. And, you I'm, know? and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to preach a prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in that because um, I believe that everybody is blessed in a different way. The Lord never said that he was going to make everybody rich, but he, he did say that he would be with us and provide for us. Yeah. Um, and I believe that if you tithe to the Lord with faith and you come to the Lord with faith, I do believe that he will provide for you and that you will be content. And you'll be blessed and yeah. you're following, you know, what you need to do. Now, I, the other people that I talk to um, and the conversations I have is, okay, let's say it's your birthday and somebody gives you money. Do I have to tithe that or money that comes in from, you know, other things, you know, and then now you're nitpicking on all these other things that go, that go on to it. Um, so those, those are some of the conversations I get, you know, um, but it's, you know, I'm not going to get into that if you have to tithe your if somebody gives you something for your birthday and, you know, the, the bottom line is uh, uh, for all that stuff is, you know, we're called to be generous. We're called to be givers. You know, it's, you hear that it's more blessed to give than receive. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, there's something about giving and that's why, you know, the tongue with Dr. Mike, I've latched on to Cure International and it's because it's something that speaks to me and it's something that uh, is important to me. And everybody has that one or two things that, you know, is special to them. And uh, that's what you, you know, you decide to, if you're going to donate or, you know, you pick that organization and you do it yeah, and, and it becomes ingrained in you. And I want to share, I want to share a scripture from the book of Hebrews okay. that I think that is very inspiring to people out there that maybe like me, or maybe in a worse situation with me, uh, that might be struggling with finances. This is very encouraging. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verse starting with verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So that verse really, uh, those two verses really meant a lot to me because um, finances is, 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 is a tough thing, especially now with inflation going, as they say, runaway inflation and everything's going crazy. But the Lord is telling us, keep your lives free from the love of money. What exactly does that mean? Well, remember that, that chasing after money can be and is a form of idolatry, putting your faith in money and wealth instead of in God. So it is not money that is going to save any of us. Only the Lord can save. And that this scripture is saying that remember that, that he will never forsake us or abandon us. And that's why the act of faith, stepping out in faith is so important, putting our faith in the Lord. The Lord loves that. And, and he rewards those who have faith. And and it's super difficult too, especially when you're not making enough money or yeah. there's not enough and you are constantly worrying about money. Yeah. And you know, what am I going to do? It, it it will overtake your thought process day and night. You'll, you'll, it'll keep you up at night. You'll, you know, some people eat constantly because they're worried. Um, 
It, but when you see that, when you start seeing that the Lord is providing for you, it reinforces that faith. Like I'll give you an example. Like, um, so I, I don't have any money this week to go grocery shopping. And after looking around the house, after thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? We don't need to go grocery shopping this week. The only, the biggest challenge I saw was, oh no, like I don't think I have enough cat litter for the week. <laughs> and then it just so happened, uh, I looked around this morning and I saw that um, there was a shipment of, of cat litter that, that came to the house the other day. I'm like, oh, great. That was the only shortage really that we had. Mm -hmm. So I, I have that. So the Lord has met our needs. The Lord met my needs. And, and I truly believe it's because of this act of obedience, this act of worship. Did the Lord make me rich? No, but I don't want to be rich. Um, I ask that the Lord provides and he has done that. And I'm content with that. I, I get cranky if I don't have t time in the morning to read the Bible. And uh, it's funny because uh, when I was at church the one morning, I forget, um, I forget, I was talking with my sister-in-law and it was about getting up early in the morning. And I think I wound up uh, getting up later than I like to. And I said, I get cranky when I don't have time to read the word. Hmm. There's times when I'm hungry and uh, maybe I don't, you know, eat a meal or something and then I'll, I'll read the Bible and I, and I truly understand now what it means that uh, man doesn't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And uh, I truly feel like I would rather skip a meal and read the word than the other way around. Yeah. No, you know, and, and bringing it back to Psalm 46, you know, that part in verse seven where it says, uh, our God of Jacob is our fortress. You know, that that's, a, a um, and I just talked about this on the tongue last week with you know a refuge and, and a stronghold and and you know th think about that as your God as a fortress yeah you know where you run to for safety that's why I wanted to read the whole yeah. psalm because yeah, that's awesome. the whole psalm is so powerful yeah yeah he is our rock he is our foundation when you're feeling tired like if you wake up in the morning and you, and you feel like i did this morning where you just have no energy i mean i i wanted to get up because i like to get up really early before everyone else gets up and just get some things done and and start working on things and i just didn't want it it just wasn't happening um i, I woke up with the light on because uh apparently I just was, I was reading the Bible and I got tired. I closed my Bible and I fell asleep. And then um, I, I woke up and I was like, all right, well, let me start reading the Bible. And I got tired again and I, and I closed my Bible and there, there I am like, I'm like cuddling with my Bible. <laughs> my Bible's laying next to me. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm think, I think I, periodically I would look at my phone and look at the time and I'd see how the time keeps going on further and further. I finally got up, I think somewhere between seven and 8 a.m. But I'm looking at the time and I'm tired. And and then that phrase from the movie Left Behind, Tribulation Force, uh, stuck in the stand still. Remember that? If you ever watched the I, movie? I didn't see that. It's funny you bring that up because yeah. last night um, I, I was flipping through, um, I forget what it was, maybe, maybe Prime and Left Behind series 
plop. Oh yeah, they're on there. On there. Yeah. Well, the first one is. I didn't okay. see the second. And so, well, if you go on Tubi TV, they have all three of them. They have. Okay. Yeah, and it's free. So I started watching because I haven't seen that since it came out. Um, wow. I started watching. Yeah. That's from a <laughs> so, long time ago. Yeah, I, know, so <laughs> I forgot all about it, and, and then because um, wow, I haven't read read that series since they came out. Yeah. You know? And, and um, so, you know, Kirk Cameron, it was like, wow, look how young he is in this. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I, I just got to the point where, um, you know, the, there's uh, all the planes got destroyed. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was right in the beginning. Yeah. And, and um, I, you know, something happened. I had to turn it off. But, um, yeah, it's funny. I, I'm going to watch those again and, and see how I feel about those again. Yeah. Because it'll be a good revisit. But, uh, you know, even the, the very first... The very first the verse of Psalm 46 is God is our refuge and strength, right? An ever-present help in trouble. I mean, that's that's the thing you need to curl your head around. Yeah. And, and that's the thing you got to long to embrace and, and you run to, is you run to where you feel safe and you run to where you're protected. And, and yeah. you know, and that's, uh, well, like I said, I just talked about it on my show too. And, and it's uh, a, a theme that's coming through to me um, that I think right now is super relevant to a lot of people. And, you know, tithing's one of them, and, and it's, you know, you stay in line. But um, being that longing to have that protection and that refuge and that need for you to be still and recharge and, and you know, go to where you are safe. I mean, that's, that's, and it's very hard to do because, uh, so I'm going to use this as an example, even though, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fiction movie, but it's, you know, based on the Bible. Yeah. Um, I think it's, a, I think it took place in left behind tribulation force where, um, Buck Williams, who's the news reporter in that movie. That's Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. His wife in the movie, uh, she got sick and she was like deathly ill. And he he wanted to go he wanted to go to her he wanted to do something about it he wanted and, and they said no you can't you need to stay here like we you know well he wanted he wanted so badly to go to her yeah. and then he started having this like this vision uh, and it said friend the stand still stand still and he said afterwards he was like all right um, for some reason I, I I'm I feel like you know. God wants me to stay here. Yeah. And um that's it's hard. And he what he but what by him by him standing still, by him staying where he was, it was an act of faith like that of Abraham when he went to sacrifice his son on the altar. I was just thinking about that too. And you know, it's like not to sidetrack again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, and my son's doing that in his school, like that was one of the verses was I was talking about Abraham, and you know, and then I get this vision of, uh, can you imagine, like, going to that place and, and setting this altar up, and then knowing that uh, you're gonna put your son on there and and potentially sacrifice him? Like, it's, yeah, that's that is a tough thing to think about. Oh yeah. You know, I can't imagine what was, you know, going on in, in no. Abraham's mind. Uh, crazy. You know, I'm sure he was torn about it. Uh, that's, um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But um, to go back to that example with Kirk Cameron in the movie Left yep. Behind Tribulation Force, um, how hard is it to stand still in a moment like that? You know, if your wife or your husband or your loved one is, is in trouble and you feel that you need to do something, 
Yeah. You you can't the, the thought of you standing still is like being um I like loafing. Like you're like you're not doing anything. Like yeah, yeah. you need to do like something lazy, yeah. to help. And you know, that's where being still is very difficult. But God is telling us through the psalm to be still and know that I am God, that I'm in charge, that I'm your fortress. Yeah. And that you come to me, uh, we don't always have to do something because it is through him that we have the strength to accomplish anything. Yeah, it, it's... But it, it requires faith. It, it does require faith. A lot of faith. You know, and faith is one of the things that is a stumbling block for so many people, you know, because it's so difficult. It's easy to say, but it's really hard to do. Oh, yeah. You know, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where, you know, your your, your human limitations are tested, <laughs> you know, because you, you, you want to do what you're instructed to do, but you also want to do everything you can at that moment to help. But I know. think that's why God allows us to go through certain trials to grow our faith. Yeah. You know, I know from firsthand experience that that God has seen me through very hard times in the past. Same. Yeah. And so I lean on those experiences in the past and I and I say to myself, well God has pulled me through these these times X Y and Z. I know he's going to pull through me pull through pull me through these, these other, other times. Ones. Yeah. And so you your faith grows from that and your faith strengthens from that. And it's really a blessing. Um, for that to happen. And it, it allows you to then believe even more and to have faith that God will provide for you. Yeah, and that goes back to something I, I spoke about too last week. And um, it, it is, you know, you can't have that victory without that battle. You know what I mean? And you can't, and that makes your 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 faith grow also when you have no you you can't see a, a possible solution and you can't see any way out and you can't see how you're going to get through it and then you get through it and yeah. then uh you know then you're like hey you know what that you look back and you're like that wasn't so bad you, you know and that that hey god was there for me and god got me through that and there's no way i could have seen how i was going to get through that yeah and and it's it also is. important while to read the Bible all yeah. the time. Oh yeah, and you know, for once encouragement. You get, once you get that victory, then you get that feeling of victory, and that's that's even more empowering. Oh yeah, you know, and read read the Bible, and uh, you know, and it was it the Apostle Paul that said, "Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything." Yeah. Um. So you know, I almost have to. Uh, at times, I have to rebuke myself. You know, when I start to worry about things, and I think to myself, "Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I worrying right now?" Yeah. Because I'm. I was told not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything. Yeah. And that is another act of faith. Uh, and you know, here's a good time. Maybe you give us a little update on your Bible outreach. Oh and, yeah. And tell me how that's going. It's been, and, it's been going great. Yeah. Um. I've already made a first purchase uh, of 23 Bibles good. in the Good News Translation. Actually, uh, 12 are showing up sometime today. Oh, good. So I'll be making an update in the group about that and uh, on the fundraiser page itself. Yeah. And then the other 11 Bibles will be showing up tomorrow. Oh, nice. All right. So, 
That's good. So if you need a Bible, make yeah. sure you reach out. Yeah, if you need, if you're in need of a Bible, uh, or if you know someone that is, it's an easy to read translation. That's super important. Yeah, it's a nice Bible, and, uh, and we'll uh, get it out to you. Reach that, out to yeah. us, yeah, and we can get it to you. And um, if you're interested in in contributing to this fundraiser, it's an ongoing fundraiser. Uh, there will be a link in the description of this page of this show for that. It's called Bibles for Everyone. It's on GiveSendGo.com. So it's easy to get to. And you have updates regular on In My Father's House, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, mm -hmm. awesome. So I just wanted to oh, yeah. let you uh, update that a little bit. Definitely. Yes. I like to keep everyone posted on what's going on yeah. with the fundraiser. And also, if you go on the group, if you're not familiar with this group, it's In My Father's House on Facebook. Uh, you go on there. I, I love to share scriptures and, and stuff that touches my life. I like to share with everybody else. So there's that. And I encourage everyone else to share, too. Uh, if you if you have a scripture that really touched you and you want to share with the group, or if you just want to say hi and and talk with everybody, feel free to do that too. Yeah, yeah, and there's members there from all over the world. That's mm -hmm. that's a cool thing too. It's uh, yeah, it's growing almost every day. You can see it. And there's welcome posts all the time. Yeah, you know. So it's uh, also if you want a laid out list of all the shows that we do from the Tongue with Doctor Mike to um, Pillars of Heaven and. Uh, the prayer cast uh, is on there too, in my father's house dot club. And there's a link in the description for that. So that kind of, it, it does like a breakdown for you, sort of like uh, Netflix, yeah. where you click on each each uh, show and then it'll give you like a breakdown of the seasons and you can click on which season you want and then it'll give you a list of all the episodes. Yeah. So, yep, go there. That's That might be easier for you to track down the episodes rather than going to each individual Facebook page. But then that that's up to you. Yeah. So let's jump back in the Psalm 46. So let's say, you know, here's a part that's to verse six too. It says, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. How relevant right now. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, as things are, you know, we're on the brink of a possible nuclear disaster, uh, you know. You know, it, it's like, this is why I, I pray for, for God to use me to reach people because we are on, or at least it seems like we're on the brink of disaster. Yeah. I mean, the economy looks like it's ready to fold up like a card table. Yeah. Um, the, we're probably getting ready to see a huge spike in everything inflation-wise yeah. because uh, Biden just made an announcement that there's only like 25 days left of diesel fuel, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think things are about to get really ugly and we need faith in the Lord more than ever before in American history. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not, but I think we do. Yeah. I mean, I know we had the great, there, there, there was the great depression uh, back in, in 1929, but um, some people are saying that this is going to be worse than that. Really? Uh, so we need, we need the Lord more than ever and we need Jesus more than ever. Yeah. And the best we could do is to ask the Lord to use us for him. Uh, to share with people because the only way we're going to get through this is by faith. Yeah, amen. And it's, you know, verse two says, therefore we will not fear though the earth give way. I mean, we're-, we're What a powerful statement. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Reread yeah. that again, it please. Says, therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is such a bold statement. Yeah. That is so easy to graze over. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why it's- important and, you know psalms like imagine like the world is collapsing around you and you're just and then calm you, and yeah and, you're and, and and some people are looking at you like 
how are how you, can you do how are you calm right now? Yeah. How are you so content? Yeah. And then you're like, well, let me tell you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where you're asked to be used. Yes. You know, and that's, you know. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen because it's like, it's like when that coworker asked me, how, why, what is with you? Why are you so happy? Yeah. And as times get even harder and harder, people are going to look to people that are content and they're, because they're all going nuts. Yeah. Because they don't know what's going on. And they're, they're looking to you like, what is with you? Yeah. And they want to know. And ask God to allow him to use you for these situations because people are looking for answers. Yeah. They're, they are. They're, oh, they're definitely looking for answers. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a time with no answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's, what, you know, when you touched on earlier with, um, you know, a lot of people think that, well, okay, when I become a Christian, I have to go to Africa and I have to, you know, teach in, uh, out, out in, out in the village, you know, and it's no, you're called to be, you know, that, that missionary in your position, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. In your role in life. And, you know, God needs teachers and God needs, you know, school bus drivers. There's so many people lost. Policemen. Yeah. There's so many people lost all around you. Right. That while it's great to, to get involved in missionaries where they missions, where they go overseas, that's great. Yeah. But just know that you have your work cut out for you right here. Yeah. God can use you in your role where you are right now. And it's, you know, people are going to, it's not necessarily what you say all the time. It's, it's people will see your life is, your life is the transparency. Yeah. And, and that's where they're going to see God is through you, through your life and, and through how you react to things and, and, and how you, um, how you handle everything. You know, that's going to talk, that's going to speak volumes over more than, you know, Hey, let me tell you about, you know, sometimes yeah. you won't reach people like that. Sometimes I know people that once that gets brought up, hey, let me tell you, and they're like, just shut up. You know, <laughs> like, I just get out of my face. And people you know, they don't want to hear that. And like you said, people see you by your actions. Yeah. How you interact with other people. The, you know, it's often said the world is a stage. Well, in that sense, um, people are watching all the time. Yeah. And they see how you carry yourself. You know, you can say one thing, but if you live a different way, people will notice. Oh yeah, for and sure. And I'll say, wow, this guy's, you know, he's a hypocrite. He says this. He but talks about, you know, the love and, and kindness, but you know, look at him, he just cut me off or he yeah. just <laughs> yeah. he just slammed the door in my face instead of holding it for me. I mean, these little little acts, you know, they they show people like, wow, this guy, you know, this guy's different. This guy's different from a lot of other people. You know, people are like surprised when uh, you know, like when I go to walk into the bathroom at work and I know someone's behind me. And I'll open the door and I'll let them go in first. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they, it, it's common for people at work to like know that you're behind them and not even hold the door for you. Yeah. Well. And so just a, just a random example that, you know, like, but people notice, you know, they notice like when the way you treat others and the way you interact with others. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, Verse six here, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. That's another powerful statement there. You know, just, you know, the the earth and everything in it is at the whim of, of the voice of God. Yeah. You know, and it's whatever, all he has to do is is say it or, or, or motion it, you know, and everything obeys. Yeah. You know, and why wouldn't you want to be on that in that corner? 
<laughs> you know, why wouldn't you want to be on that team? And but, and, and to just know, and, and I think this is what in uh, Philippians chapter four, we do, we can do all things through Christ, through Christ. who strengthens us. Yeah. Um, and, and this kind of leans on this too as well. So like if you're feeling run down, you're feeling tired, and this goes back to not being able to be still and just know and just acknowledge God, acknowledge Christ and acknowledge their sovereignty and acknowledge their um, their lordship. Yeah. You know, that they are the ones in control of everything. Yeah. You know, there, there's no reason for us to run on E. And if we are, if our if our tanks are being depleted, then maybe it's time for us to to spend some time alone to say, all right, you know, enough of TV, enough of uh, anything. Uh, it's time for me to have some quiet time alone with the Lord, in prayer, and reading the Word, yeah. just to strengthen yourself and and to re recharge yourself, to be still and to know that He is God and that He is control of everything. No, the world is not going to end because you took a break. Yeah. The Lord, he is in control of everything that's going on. And it's not us that is in control of everything going on. If we take a break from something, Lord, the Lord's will is still going to be carried out. Mm-hmm. And we need to know that it, 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 the weight of that is not just on our shoulders. It's not on our shoulders at all. That's, that's the Lord's. Well, it's important that you, you know... It, you need that quiet time and you need that recharge time because that makes you, you know, you don't want to be running on empty, like you said. So being still, you know, for me is being still, stepping back and getting that recharge. Maybe you open the the, the Bible up and you, and you just spend that quiet time with yourself, uh, with God, you know, but that that strengthens you too. And that, oh, yeah. that, that, you know, gives you that that recharge that you need sometimes. And the Lord puts people in your path. Oh yeah. So like because I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do with these Bibles? Because I originally wanted to to get into a, uh, involved in an outreach program, maybe ask a church uh, or the church I go to if they have an outreach program, maybe I could supply the Bibles for them. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, maybe the Lord's telling me you're the outreach program. <laughs> And it's almost it almost reminded me of in the book of Isaiah when the Lord said, "Whom shall I send?" And then Isaiah said, uh, "Here I, I am. am, send me." Right. And so it's like the Lord, like because it you don't. This is not about feeling forced, and and, it, and the Lord's going to send people. And, and if you stay in prayer, and and if you honestly want to share the word. And, your, and to share your faith with other people, the Lord is going to put those people in your path. Yeah. The Lord is going to present you those opportunities, but it's up to you to follow through with it. And you're, it's hard to explain, but you're going to know. You're going to know when those opportunities present yourself because you'll, you'll, you might find yourself in a situation where you start talking to somebody and having a conversation and maybe they talk about like what they're going through in, in life. And then you get a chance to say like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm struggling with this too. Um, and then you can share Christ through that situation. You know, it's funny sometimes is when you are struggling through something and you get through it. And then, you know, weeks later, months later, sometimes days later, somebody will come up and you'll have a conversation and you think that, 
it's a joke because they bring up to you what they're suffering through and it's like you just went through it. You know, and you're like, well, did someone tell you to come up here and say that to me? You know, like who's who's who do you know that knows I just went through that? Yeah, but they're not gonna you know? think that if you if you if you stumble across them like say at a store. No, I'm saying I think that sometimes. Oh really? I'm like, oh, I just got through this and now somebody comes up with the exact same issue. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, who put you up to this? <laughs> who told you to come over here? You know I just went through that. Uh, but no, you know, it's they're going through the same thing, and man, it's yeah, it's so much and then, better to take advice from people that. And then you use your life, there. you use your life experiences as, as a testimony, right? Exactly, as a testimony for Christ. I mean, right. they they and they can't denounce that. They can't refute that because, like, for example, you say, "Well, yeah, I just I went through all this and I struggled, but I'll tell you what, I couldn't have gotten through it without Jesus Christ." Yeah, and then you plant the seed. Yeah, yeah. You talk about, you share your experiences and how like, well, I, yeah, I was going through this, but every night I opened the Bible and I was reading and I was praying and I just, I got this peace. I prayed for peace and I had this inexplainable peace that, that makes no, no worldly earthly sense because I'm going through all this right now, but I am at peace. And I'm telling you, like, I, I guarantee you their ears are going to perk up yeah. because people want that peace yeah. and they want to know how they can get it. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you know, and what a, you know, what what a great time for you to, to drop the bomb, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, well, let me tell you, here's, uh, here's exactly how I got through it, you know? And, um, you know, people are looking for this. They're they're looking for things now more than ever, probably. I think because, so because of the chaos and because of so much uncertainty, and you know it's it, now is going to be your time to step up and to stand through. And we're called to be the light of the world. Yeah, and, and you know the times are dark. You, you know? know what? I was reading this uh, radio. Uh, reading. You're I was listening. Radio. I was listening to this radio program <laughs> on my way home yesterday from visiting my dad. Yeah, it was kind of late in the night. It was between nine and ten o'clock at night, and. Uh, they were talking about how he, the the pastor that was on there was believe he believed that the during the end times, yeah. the world will see the greatest revival ever. Hmm. It's possible. Could be. It's um. I I really do think that, and I think it might even happen before it. I think there's going to be a lot of people turning to the Lord. I th I think so. Uh... You know, I think there's going to be before the mass deception. I think you know, there's people looking. There's so many people looking right now, and you know, the the problem is or the issue is these people that are stepping up and giving you some watered down version or some altered version of what they're looking for, and it, you know. It's tainted somehow. It takes Christ out of the center of it. It takes, you know, it's more catered to uh, this is better for you and it and it doesn't hurt your feelings. And, you know, here's a religion that's catered to you so that you're okay with it, you know, and that's not right. You know, well, you know. You think that's money driven? <sighs> Could be. I mean, I of course, the enemy, the enemy will use it to deceive people, but 
I mean, because I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like the the mainstream yeah. uh, gospel preachers who get all that they get all the tele, uh, they get televised and they get all the media's attention and they love to be they love to interview them on the news yeah. and they, except they're missing a part of the message. They get the fame. Yeah, they're famous. Yeah, and they they get a lot of money. I'm sure. Um, but again, like you said, it's it's like a watered down version of the gospel. Yeah. And that's what you you know you have to be cautious about is, you know, when when you're even sharing your your testimony or sharing your when people are asking you, you make sure that you stay focused on, you know, the attentions on Christ and not on, you know, you personally. Say, so, oh yeah, I well, got it's easy to say, yeah, I got through that, you know, and look how I did it. What? Nah, you didn't get through anything. You know why the you know why the the hard hitting truth telling of Christianity and the gospel, why it's so hated by the media and why they don't want to entertain it. It's because of how exclusive Christianity is. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ said that I am the way and the truth and the life and no one can come to the father except through me. That statement alone, people have a problem with. Oh yeah. Um, and not only that, but he, Jesus also said that it's easier to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. Yeah. It is very hard to find the path to heaven, but it's very easy to find the road to destruction. Um, people don't want to be told, and when I say this, I mean like the general public, um, if they're not being drawn to the Lord by the Lord, they don't want to be told that they have to change. Oh yeah, change is difficult for a lot of they people. They want to be told that they're they like the inclusive, the inclusive gospel, not the exclusive gospel. Right. The inclusive gospel is like, well, um if you're if you lead a good life and you're generally a good person, you're going to go to heaven. Yeah. Um and that's maybe that's what they preach. I don't know what I don't know what the mainstream preachers preach because I don't tune into them. Um but Maybe that's what they preach, and, and if they do, that's probably why they're loved by the media because, well, one, it's a lie. Yeah. Um, secondly, um, the exclusive gospel is that you have to, uh, you can only get to heaven by Jesus Christ, and you can only get to heaven by acknowledging that he's the son of God and repenting of your sin and asking him to take away your sins and forgive you of your sins, accepting him as your savior. That's the only way you can get into heaven. Yeah. So whatever watered down version uh, changes that you can't say or, that on you can't say that on the news. They'll yeah. they'll they'll they'll, uh, they'll censor you. Yeah. So just make sure that you're, you know, if you're out there and you're looking and you're listening, make sure that it's, um, you know, that when you hear that the the truth, it's gonna it's gonna rub you, it's gonna rub you a little bit. Oh you know? yeah. Well, the the truth is very offensive to a lot of people. Yeah. Look, you even have like the the pope. Uh this is I have so many issues with the current pope. I think it's the current pope. I'm I'm not up on all this, but he came out with some really wild statements in the past and one of the things he said was about how he made a comment about something about all the religions and we all we all kind serve of the same God, serve the same like God that. and we yeah. all go to this and I like no 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 no, that's yeah. false. That is so false. And that that is that got comes back to people not having to change. They yeah. can stay doing the same things, committing the same sins, not changing anything about their life. Um, but that is a false gospel. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ says it plainly. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a um, very narrow path. You know, and, and it's, you're going to hear, you know, and I used to follow a certain uh, preacher, and, and, you know, I've done mission trips for them, uh, not for them, but under their umbrella. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, now, recently, this individual is under a ton of scrutiny, um, and I haven't looked into it enough. I know that when I was with that, I mean, the message was clear and simple, and, uh, you know, um, I didn't see anything. Now, there's statements that are out there that they claim he said that if it's true, man, what a, what a, they pulled one on me. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> I haven't heard, you know, I'm going to research that a lot, but you have to always, you know, that being said is you, you always have to question what you're hearing, yeah. you know, and make sure it's Bible based. That's why it's so important. Like it comes back to read your Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and to find out, to so make sure you do know the truth and, you know, that that is liberating, you know, and then you'll know once this you hear something why, that's not right, you'll know. And you know, Doctor Mike, you know that I'm super passionate about reading the Word of God because yeah. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. But that's what that's why I wanted to start the program Bibles for Everyone because how many times do I hear people say I already have a Bible? Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm not necessarily reaching out to new believers. I'm, I'm reaching out to people who have the faith, but maybe they're not as close to God as they should be. And maybe they're not walking the path that they should be walking. And maybe, yes, maybe you do have a Bible. Heck, you know, my dad has, my dad had a Bible, but I gave him a Bible Yeah, and he loves it. He said, it's so easy to understand. Yeah. And he, he's been reading that Bible. When I got into reading the Bible again, I, I loved it because it was so easy to consume the easier translation. It was so easy to read through it as like if it, as if it was a novel. And I just read through it over and over again. And I started to get more and more knowledgeable about what was in the Bible. Yeah. And like you said, Dr. Mike, when you know what's in the Bible and then you see someone else talking about something, and if it doesn't match up or line up, you're like, wait, wait, wait a, a second. second. That's not what I read. This is this is not what they said in the Bible. Right. And so now you can easily dissect and pick apart what people are saying yeah. and whether it's true or not. But if you don't open your Bible and you don't read it, then you're kind of you're just following whatever you hear someone else say. And that that is not wise. And right. that that makes you susceptible to being deceived and misguided and and uh, and taken on a wrong path. Yeah, it's very important that you uh, pay attention to that because, you know, there's a lot out there right now. You know, there's a lot of people looking for the truth and for answers and, you know, make sure that they are not being directed to something that makes them feel good. It doesn't offend them because they're not giving over their 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 loyalty or their or their they're not becoming um they're not willingly submitting to a lord and savior and it, it's important that christ is the the center of that message yeah so you know make sure that that's always questioned and, and if you're because i i don't see like i said earlier i don't follow a lot of these mainstream preachers so yeah. i don't really know exactly what they talk about but i do hear people say often that they they quote the like the prosperity 
gospel and the prosperity preachers. Yeah. I don't know much about them, but I will say this, that try to just be careful about what you tune into and watch and believe because you could be setting yourself up for some really big disappointments in life. Um, and that's why I encourage you to read the Bible. If you need one, we'll get you one. Um, but read the Bible and know what the Bible says because you'll soon see that the whole prosperity gospel is really false. That's that's a false teaching. I think that it's um, maybe it's to suck people in to make money uh, because you know it's it's something that you like to hear. Well, this sounds good. Yeah. If I you know obey the Lord, I'm going to be wealthy and I'm going to have all these great things. Well, the Lord never promised that. The Lord said that He would provide for us. But he doesn't say that he's going to make anybody wealthy. Yeah. He says to store up your wealth in heaven yeah. where it won't be stolen or moths won't eat it or it won't rust. But he didn't say anything about earthly earthly wealth. Yeah, and it's not to say, you know, having money is a sin or having money is um, is evil. You know, having money is no, a blessing. No, absolutely not. You know. But it's, it's, it's not taught as being guaranteed. Right. That that your your faith and your earthly wealth are not one and the same, and they're not uh, tied together. And the Apostle Paul talks about being content. Yeah, and he talks about that he he's learned to been he's learned to be content in all things, whether he had or had not, whether he was had meals or he went hungry. He learned to be content, and he because he had the faith he knew that the lord was going to provide that the lord was going to see him through and that is what you want to set your hearts and minds on you want to seek first the kingdom of god and all these other things will be given unto you right amen have the faith that the lord will provide that you'll be and that you'll be content in all those things and i i'll tell you what like um i've learned a lot over and it was, I learned it through the Lord, you know, these past months, because I used to want things and, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Material things like, sure. oh, man, I really want to get this new gadget or this new device. Uh, maybe like, because I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I was used, I used to be big into cameras and I was, there's always these cameras I wanted and audio devices and stuff. And now I don't really care as much anymore. Yeah. They're nice to haves, but they're not need to haves. Right. I'm content knowing that the Lord is providing what I need. Mm. I have enough food on the table. I haven't gone hungry yet. Um, and I've been able to pay my bills. And praise God, I have faith that he's providing. And that's why all of that was possible. Yeah. Amen. So let's go back to... As we as we close up Psalm forty six, um, you know I, I think the the important thing to pull away from here is noticing that you know God is your fortress and you know, you know to put your you know He's our refuge and our strength and it's something super important for you to realize is that how important that is to have that refuge to have that strength and to you know sit back and be quiet and recharge and let God work. Oh yeah, right? definitely. To definitely be able to to sit back, be still, and know that He is God, um, and know that it, it's this is this is a psalm of comfort, you know. And a lot of the, a lot of the Bible is about comforting and encouraging you, 
to know that he's the one in charge. He's the one in, in, in all of the books of, of, of the old Testament, when they talk about the battles that, uh, Israel fought, it was the Lord that gave them the victory. Yeah. The Lord said more than once, I'm going ahead of you and I'm defeating them for you. I'm fighting them for you. Yeah. I mean, like, this is to comfort us. I mean, we don't, we don't have bragging rights. Uh, we have to give the glory to the Lord. Um, but at the same time, it's comforting to know that it's, this is not by our own strength. This is by the Lord. And we could take comfort in that. Yeah, and that's, it's super important to keep your eyes up. And sometimes it's okay to just step back and be still. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. So if you need a Bible, make sure you're reaching out to us. Uh, JB, you want to hit that again? Oh, yeah. Uh, they can get it. Bibles for everyone. Uh, go, uh, you know, the best way to probably get a hold of us, I'd say, is um, I prefer you, you go to our Facebook group in my father's house just because you can jump in and socialize. And I'm in there put, making posts all the time. You can find me, Jonathan Rindos. Uh, you'll see my name pop up all the time making posts. But you can also go to inmyfathershouse.club. There's a link right in the menu there for Bibles for Everyone. And there's a link in there that you can click to donate. And uh, if you would uh, like to contribute, you could donate to that. But if you need a Bible or you know someone who does, please re reach out to us and we can make that happen. Yeah, well, that's easy. So Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So from Pillars of Heaven, from JB and Mike... Uh, thank you, and we will see you next time. All right. <laughs>